comics, TV, movies, video games, and more. The Comic and Culture Cast. Holy Netflix versus Hulu versus Amazon Prime versus Apple TV Plus versus Disney Plus, Batman. It's time for the Comic and Culture Cast. This is Les, your Marvelous Marvel guy. And I might not be from the Capitol, but I'm your DC guy, Josh. All right, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus. Those are the brand new streaming services that came out uh, in the past few weeks. We're also going to be talking about Google Stadia uh, as well. But before we get to any of that, we have Newsflash. Cool. All right. So um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about Newsflash. I always set the timer, Lesh. Do you want to set the timer this time? Sure. Cool. I All right. So while Lesh is getting that ready, Newsflash, we do it every week. And with Newsflash, um, we talk about the news that's been going on that relates to comics and culture, pop culture that's been going on recently. And we do it in 15 minutes. It's the Flash part of it. And so with it, Lesh is going to set the timer. At the end of the 15 minutes, we finish the last piece of news and then we stop. If there's any left over, it'll go to the Facebook page. So be sure to check that out. All right, Lesh, do you have the timer set? All set. Tell me when to go. All right. Three, two, one. Blast off. All right. So we have box office to start us. So we have two things to talk about with box office. Number one, I'm actually going to start with It Chapter 2. Domestically, it's sitting at 211,554,000 and change. Worldwide, it's sitting at 468,954,000 and change. Um, Now, Joker, this is where things are really interesting. I don't know about you, Lesh, but I did not expect this. Joker domestically is sitting at 329,341,000 and change. Worldwide, 1,041,241,000 and change. So Joker is the first R-rated movie to hit $1 billion, which is impressive, especially since it only had a $55 million budget. Yeah. Most Lesh, prof- did you expect most, this? Most profitable movie, too, I saw. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's more of a conversation to be had with Joker, so I kind of did, kind of didn't, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew people were going to be, were going to want to watch it because you know people are going to be wanting to talk about it. So yeah, definitely. I think that um, I expected it to do better than people thought, mm-hmm. but I did not expect it to do this well. Yeah, so that's a good thing, mm-hmm. especially All not right. released in China. Like, oh dude. yeah, that's true. <laughs> not releasing in China. That's, yeah, imagine if it did. Be crazy. All right, well, with that, I will kick it back to you. All right, so Overwatch 2 has been announced. Uh, there was no release date or uh, platforms that were given, so I'm guessing it's going to be like a next-gen game, most likely. Uh, Blizzard confirmed that Overwatch 2 will be cross-play with Overwatch 1. It'll feature a PvE mode, and it's going to introduce new heroes. There's a gameplay trailer and a cinematic trailer. Go watch, if you have not watched the cinematic trailer, go do it. Cause like, kid you not, that is the only trailer I've actually ever cried in. Like, it was, it's, <laughs> it's epic. And I put AF. It's epic AF. It's awesome. Uh, I was screaming the entire time. Go watch it. 
Yeah, cool. I'll pass it back to you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to cover three quick things here. Um, number one, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has announced that the Black Adam movie is slated to be released on December 22nd, 2021. Now, that is in about two years. Now, we know how things go. It might be pushed forward. It might be pushed back. But we're expecting it near the end of 2021. So I can ex- I expect it to come anytime between summer of 2021 and summer of 2022. Is really, you know, we're this far out. That's really how we should look at it. And then also, Mr. Johnson has teased that Black, the Black Adam film will introduce the JSA to the big screen. So if you're not familiar with the Justice Society of America, they're actually the first comic book um, team of superheroes to ever exist, which is really cool. They came before Avengers. They even came before the Justice League. And they included characters like the original Green Lantern and the um, Doctor Fate. And Stargirl and Starman, so really cool mix of characters. I'm excited to see what he means by Black Adam Foon will introduce the JSA, but that could be really cool. Can I add one thing about Black Adam? I want to be excited about this movie, but I just feel like Dwayne Johnson is the reason why I'm not. And like, I'm not hating, like, don't get me wrong, he he seems like a really nice guy and everything, but I feel like with all of his movies, it's like the same thing over like that's why i kind of stopped watching like his movies i'm like it's just the same thing i'm I'm hoping black adam's gonna be different but yeah well his thing is dwayne the rock johnson plays dwayne the rock johnson in every role so but who knows um i like it because he looks like black yeah that's true yeah so if anything we're gonna get some really cool art out of this yeah yeah true and now for my third thing before i kick it back to you a new report from Variety is going to say a few things right here. I'm going to list everything that we got from this Variety report. Number one, it states that both James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie and Birds of Prey are expected to be R-rated. No rating has been released on them yet. Of course, it has to be has to go through all the checks, the check boxes to see if it is R-rated, but they're expecting it to be R-rated, both of these films. The report also states, this is interesting, that there's still a Green Lantern Corps movie in the works and that Jeff Johns is working on the script, which is to be finished by the end of the year. And they said they're actually going to present the script to J.J. Abrams' company to see if his company, not that he's going to be a director or anything, but his company, if they want to work on the film. So that's interesting that that, that they're interested in that. Also, this report said that Ezra Miller is still on for The Flash, but filming won't start until at least 2021. And the last thing that this report stated is that the Trench movie um, is still in the works. They still have plans to do a Trench movie, but no director has been chosen. And I believe that James Wan is writing that movie. So, Cool. And with that, I kick it back to Lush. Alright, so I'm going to talk about three games here real quick. Uh, Gods and Monsters, Watch Dogs Legion, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. We actually talked about those three games last episode because they all got delayed. Uh, it's been confirmed that uh, they've been delayed so that they can appear on the next generation of consoles. Um, so it looks like they won't be coming to uh, like PS4, Xbox. We'll just save them for next gen, which I think, you know, it's probably a smart move. I mean, I don't... Personally, like, the, the closer it gets to, like, those next consoles is kind of when I'm a little bit more uh, cautious with games because I'm kind of like, well, should I, should I get this or just save my money, you know? So I think that's a good call. So, yeah, all those that's three games are getting delayed uh, for the next gen. There's no dates on those yet. So they're not going to do a dual release. Like, I remember when they released stuff for, like, PS3 and PS4 at the same time. Yeah, well... They're not going to do that. Ba- based on what I saw, it looks like they're not. No. Interesting. So they're going to be next-gen exclusives. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So um, I actually have a couple things that I want to go over together that are kind of long. So I'll skip those and come back after you finish yours. All right. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and say these three things. One that I think is really cool. Matt Reeves has confirmed that Andy Serkis is going to be his Alfred for the Batman film. I think cool. that could be really interesting. Andy Serkis like is Andy an Serkis. excellent actor. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of looks like Alfred, so he looks the part. Um, the Majin Buu Saga trailer is out for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Again, if you've never seen DBZ, don't watch these trailers. Either go watch DBZ, then watch the trailers, or get this game and let this be your introduction to Dragon Ball Z, because the trailers will ruin the plot for you. These trailers are meant for fans that have already seen Dragon Ball Z and want to play it again. If you've never seen it, either watch it or play the game without watching the trailers. And lastly, before I kick it back to Lesh, uh, both Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck has have come out in support of the hashtag release the Snyder Cut, which is all about wanting to get the Justice League cut that was um, Zack Snyder's version released. So that is interesting to see those two mm-hmm. big name actors that were in the film wanting that version of the film released. Cool. And with that, I kick it back to Lesh. All right, so we had a, a few trailers uh, come out in the past few weeks. Uh, we have the first trailers for the SpongeBob movie. Uh, Spongebob movie, excuse me, Sponge on the Run, that's coming out May 22nd, 2020, and Scoob, which is the new uh, Scooby-Doo movie, that's coming May 15th, 2020, so kind of back-to-back there. We also have a new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, which has, uh, in case you guys have um, missed the news, they decided to delay the film, which I think was supposed to come out either in October or November, um, so they could improve Sonic's design. Uh, so that film is coming out February 14th. So go check out that trailer if you want to see the new improved Sonic design. Have you seen the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog? I have. You have it or have it? I have. You have? Uh, well, I haven't seen the whole trailer. I watched snippets. Okay. Because here's the thing, right? Like, I want to give my little opinion on this. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's fantastic that they listened to the fans and went and improved Sonic's design. But... That wasn't really the only problem I had with the movie. It just looks bad. <laughs> like, well, the whole thing looks bad, in my opinion. So. Here's my um, take on it, and my opinion. I am planning on seeing the movie. Uh-huh. Not because I'm interested in Sonic. I really don't care for the Sonic games or any of the Sonic franchise. Mm-hmm. But the fact that um, the studio went and they saw that the fans didn't like something, and they fixed what the fans didn't like. I want other studios... So they, they mm-hmm. took a risk by spending extra money to do this. Oh, yeah. I want to show my support of that so that way other studios, for something that I like, if I see an issue, I want them to say, hey, well, Paramount... Pic- or is it Paramount Pictures? I think so. Paramount, yeah. Okay. Well, they'll say, well, Paramount Pictures spent the money to fix something. The fans loved it, and they made a bunch of money. I want other studios to say that if they make something for a film that I want to see, and I complain about it. So I, I want to show my support in that way. Yeah. But I agree with you. It, I'm not super into it. There are other issues. But because of them fixing that issue yeah. when there was an outcry, I'm supportive of that. And I want to go see the movie just because of that, even though I'm not actually interested in the character or the plot. See, I, th- I think for me, I'm just supportive of good movies. And this still just does not look like one. Even though, like, like I give them credit for doing that. Like, seriously. Like, that's awesome. But I'm like... Oy. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> um... If it weren't for them going and fixing that and me wanting to help set a precedent, I wouldn't see it. Yeah. I just want to help set that precedent. And that's really yeah, yeah. the only reason. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll just do my last piece of news since it's cool. pretty short. Uh, Friends Reunion special is in early development at HBO Max. I am like addicted to Friends. I'm actually rewatching it for the second time. I'm on season seven. Um, 
And honestly, I was not planning on getting HBO Max, but if they managed to do this, I'm so there. The original cast and creators are all set to return. So, But still in early development. We have no cool. real other news on that. So stay tuned. And I'll pass it back to you. Okay, cool. All right. For my last thing, I have two pieces of news, and both of them I have big quotes that I pulled. So I'm going to be reading these quotes to you. Okay. So the first one um, that I'll do is Henry Cavill was asked if he was still Superman and because there were rumors that he was no longer Superman. And here's what he said. Quote, I'm not just going to sit quietly in the dark as all the stuff is going on. I've not given up the role. There's a lot I have to give for Superman yet. A lot of storytelling to do. A lot of real, true depths to the honesty of the character I want to get into. I want to reflect the comic books. That's important to me. There's a lot of justice to be done for Superman. The status is, you'll see. End quote. So, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me feel like there's at least another solo Superman movie Mm -hmm. that he's interested in doing. At least one. But, I don't know. Or at least being featured in something. like he's kind of tied up in things. Yeah. Well, because especially, I was going to say, or at least being featured in something. Um, oh yeah, true, true. But I was gonna say, like, now he's doing uh, The Witcher for Netflix, yes. so I'm wondering, like, how that impacts mm-hmm. his schedule. Um, but honestly, like, I love his Superman. I really, want, I really want to see him again. So same, he's really good. I'd be sad look- if it just like died out, you know, without, you know, any real yeah. big thing. Not only <laughs> does he look the part, but like he's good at acting the part yeah. as well. And he's good at doing both the um, truth, justice, and American way version of Superman, mm-hmm. and also the um, I've lost, uh, I'm lost as a human being, not being able to be human, not being fully Krypton, mm-hmm. a crypt, uh, Kryptonian, not having that roots, and kind of finding his way. Mm-hmm. He's done a both a good job at kind of showing both sides of that character. Yeah. All right, and for my next piece of news, my last piece of news, stuff about the possibility of a Joker sequel. The um, Todd Phillips, the director of the Joker, or of Joker, said this. Here's the quote. Here's the real truth about a sequel. Or I forgot to say, quote, here's the real truth about a sequel. While Joe Quinn and I have been talking about it, and while touring the world with Warner Brothers executives, going to Toronto and Venice and other places, of course, we're sitting at dinner and they're saying, so have you thought about But talking about contracts, there's not a contract for us to even write a sequel. We've never approached Joe Quinn to be in a sequel. Will that happen? Again, I just think the article was anticipatory at best, end quote. So he was referring to an article talking about like a um, sequel being in talks, and he kind of shot that down. It seems like he's open to a sequel. I say, no, thank you. Please, no sequel. I really like how the film ended. I like it being a standalone film. I know there are some other people who want to see this version of the Joker developed. I like the not having answers to the questions and it being open-ended and the film being complete without fulfilling all the answers and without continuing on. I like that. So I do not want a sequel. Now, if he said, hey, I want to do another film for a different character in the same style, I'd be on board. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, it's funny because originally when we did the um, the Joker uh, podcast, I was like, oh, I really want to see, like, a connected universe here. But I think, especially because, like, lately, um, I've been watching just a lot of, like, literally the last four films I've seen 
one of them was a sequel to something and the other three were mm-hmm. all original films. And I think there's like a real like like beauty almost to something when it's just an original thing, you know? So yeah. I, I kinda I kinda hope that Joker is just that's just it, you know? And how it can like and stand that on it its just own. stands on its own. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think I mean it's honestly I think it's a masterpiece of a film. It doesn't need anything yeah. else, you know? Exactly, I agree. And I feel like adding something to it has the potential to taint it. Right. And I don't want that. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the end of Newsflash. How much cool. time do we have? We left? have 30 seconds left. Nice. So, so that we're making up Newsflash. I know you like oh. to make up news. So I actually right was now. not going to this time. Oh, but... good. <laughs> Wait, this well, just in. Do. This just no, I'm just kidding. Great. What Lesh can do is he can tell us about a new segment we're adding to our show. Yeah. So, okay, so I actually just came up with this segment probably, like, a few hours ago. Um, it's called Coming Soon. Now, where the inspiration kind of came from, I have a list on my phone. Uh, I have it, like, titled Upcoming in Entertainment. But it's basically just all of the, like, uh, basically all the movies, shows, games, just anything that, like, is classified as entertainment that's coming out uh, recently and has like a release date and stuff, just so I like know kind of what's going on. Uh, the reason why I kind of wanted to do this though is because, you know, I mean, usually we do one, maybe two episodes a month, and it's usually for like some of the big stuff, like all the comic book films or like Star Wars or stuff like that. And sometimes I think that just the smaller things kind of just get lost in the shuffle. Uh, like I said, I saw, th- I saw, I've seen four films in the past, uh, month. And it was, uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit, um, Ford versus Ferrari, Knives Out, and Frozen 2. And you're probably just like, the only movie I've heard is Frozen 2, right? And that's because it's a sequel. You probably haven't even heard of the other three. But that's kind of why I wanted to kind of do this segment now, is to kind of bring some things t- to your radar, basically, to your attention. Um, so yeah. So, and, th- and this will be just for the month of December. So we'll do this segment at the end of each month. Um, and it'll just be like a look in to the next month, what we have to look forward to. And Josh, feel free if there's anything that you're looking forward to that I missed, uh, if you want to add anything, okay, let me cool. know. So December 3rd, uh, a documentary is coming at Disney+. Plus. It's called uh, One Day at Disney. It's going to uh, introduce viewers to different employees across uh, Disney um, and kind of the things they do every day for their job. I think that's going to be really cool. It's actually going to start also a TV series, so we'll have the documentary, and then uh, after each week it'll be... I think it's like, I think it's gonna be short though, like only like 10 minutes or something like that, not super long. Uh, but that'll be December 3rd. Uh, it Chapter 2 is available digitally already, but it's gonna release on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on December 10th. So go check that out if you're interested. Uh, the Game Awards is gonna be on December 12th. Uh, we're gonna get a ton of gaming announcements, so be sure to check it out for all those announcements. We're also gonna see, uh, who will be ca- crowned Game of the Year. Uh, the nominees for Game of the Year are Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and The Outer Worlds. Uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, that'll be on December 20th. Uh, tickets available now if you want to get those. Also on December 20th is The Witcher. Uh, it's going to release on Netflix, and it's uh, been renewed already for a second season. Uh, now this movie... I bet not a lot of people have heard of, and that's exactly why I wanted to to do this whole segment. Uh, there's a movie called 1917. Have you heard of it, Josh, at all? 
I have not, but I'm reading your little description yeah. of it that you have in the show notes. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting. Yeah, so it's going to have a limited release on uh, Christmas Day, December 25th. Uh, I really want to take my... I, this is the type of movie my mom would like, so I really hope I can take her to see it. Uh, but it's going to have a wide release on January 10th, 2020. So if it's not releasing around you on Christmas Day, uh, it will come. Uh, it's a war film directed by uh, Sam Mendes, who previously directed Skyfall, which was the James Bond uh, movie a few years back. Uh, it, it tells the story of two young British soldiers during World War I. Uh, they are given a mission to deliver a message which will warn of an ambush during one of the skirmishes soon after the German retreat to the Hindenburg Mine. Uh, it's getting really rave reviews. Um, and from what I've heard, I, I can't, I probably should have looked this up. I heard that it's all one take or one shot, which I'm like, how is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> but really cool. that is just such an interesting concept to me. I know um, they did that with God of War, which was the new video game last year. And I just I thought it was just so cool how they were able to do that. So if they can pull that off with a movie like major props. That's awesome. Um, and then finally, The Mandalorian uh, will have its season one finale on December 27th. And they're working on a second season right now. So those are just some of the uh, things maybe you can look forward to in December. Um, let me know if you decide to check out any of those things. And what do you mean yeah. by season one finale? This is so it's it's on the season one finale, like you know, like when a show has seasons. Yeah. So like, isn't it all out? No. So with Disney Plus, it does it weekly. Oh, it's not okay. Yeah. Well, that gets rid of one of my complaints for Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. That it only had three episodes. Yeah. So, so it does that, it. Okay. Yeah, it's every Friday, Mandalorian. Okay. Okay, well, cool. Well, with that, I guess that segues okay. into... Perfect, about- yeah. So we're going to be talking about the streaming services. I guess, do you, should we do Disney Plus now? Yeah, let's start with Disney Plus. <laughs> okay, I actually cool. have a lot of notes on Disney Plus. Okay, cool. I actually did not write anything, but I'll... That's okay. I'll make I don't have things- like an opening statement or anything. I just okay. have a lot of notes. I'll make things up as I go. <laughs> cool. All right, so why don't we start by talking about... Well, first of all, mm-hmm. where did you watch Disney Plus? I'm sorry. Device? Oh, I saw it on my uh, PS4. That's where I watched it. Okay, cool. Interesting. So we'll have a nice diverse little mm. talk here because I set it up on my iPhone. Okay. Yeah, I have it on my iPhone too, but I actually haven't and then, used it. Okay. I didn't watch anything on my phone. Mm-hmm. I just set it up on my yeah, phone. Same here. And then I actually watched everything on my Apple TV. Got it. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the app because it's very similar on iPhone and Apple TV. And then unless you can say if it's any different on PS4. Okay. Cool, cool. So the app is super easy to navigate. Up top, there's a slideshow banner kind of promoting mm-hmm. um, their content where it just kind of slides through a bunch of different things that they have, movies and shows. Mm-hmm. And then right under that, there's five buttons, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic, or Nat Geo for short. And then under that is essentially the Netflix model. Mm-hmm. Is it the same way on PS4? Yeah, it's the same. Obviously, just everything or like the the home and the search and all that is just going to be on the side. But yeah, it's the same. Yes, yes, on the left, right? Layout. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So great. It's that's good for continuity across devices because you definitely want mm-hmm. that as a user when you hop between devices for things to look similar. So that's a big positive. Um, one thing I thought was kind of weird, but not really a bad thing, is that it has a recommended for you section even before you start watching anything. <laughs> And it just kind of shows their promoted content. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it change at all, but I haven't watched a lot on it yet. So I'll see if it starts to change. Um, One thing I thought kind of cool about the app is it has a save for later button, Mm -hmm. which kind of adds it like to a watch list, essentially. 
So if you um, or it's called watch list and it's essentially a save for later where if you want to watch something later and you don't want to lose it, especially when you're searching through a bunch of stuff, you can save it to the watch list and watch it later mm-hmm. without watching it right away. Um, one thing is the search. Have you tried using the search at all? I have. Yeah, I haven't had okay, so I think too this... many issues with it. Oh, OK. I was going to say, I think the search works really well sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I searched for Ewok, and it pulled mm-hmm. up Star Wars Episode Six, which obviously oh, nice. Ewok is not in the title, but it knew mm-hmm. that there were Ewoks in that movie, so it pulled it up. Yeah. But another thing is I searched for Duck Tales, and nothing came up. But when I searched for Duck Tales, one word, the show came up. Interesting. So it's like smart enough to know the characters within a movie, but not smart enough to know the difference between when something's supposed to be one word versus two words. Yeah. But that's just something for them to work on in the future. A, a tiny little thing, but just something I thought I'd point out. Oh, yeah, I just did um, that just right now on my phone. Yeah, isn't yeah, that interesting? that's interesting. Now, one other thing I thought was really weird. Um, when you look at, like, all TV shows or all movies in alphabetical order, which is a thing you could do to scroll through them all, I did that just to see, like, what content was available. Mm-hmm. So this is really weird. It's alphabetized in a weird way that's inconsistent. So, um, the Fox and the Hound 2 shows up before the Fox and that's the Hound. That's so weird. But they're both in the F, so it ignores the T, right? Mm-hmm. For the, so that's good. So, the Fox and the Hound 2 comes before the Fox and the Hound. Yet, George of the Jungle comes before George of the Jungle 2. Why? I don't know. So, it's <laughs> just like weird, inconsistent like that. Another really weird thing. 101 Dalmatians, the live-action movie, is up top with the numbers. Okay. 100, uh, 102 Dalmatians, the live-action movie, is up top with the numbers. Mm-hmm. 101 Dalmatians 2, the animated movie, is up top with the numbers. 101 Dalmatians, the animated movie, is with the O's. Interesting. Is that because it's, like, not spelled out or something? Well, it doesn't show the spelling. It just shows the cover of the movie. That's weird. So I don't know. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of weird. And these are little things for them to fix, you know. Not not a big deal. Just like little silly things that you think they would have caught. And then the last thing I wanted to point out, Aladdin is up with the A's. Aladdin, the return of Jafar, is with the R's. <laughs> <laughs> like for the return, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's kind of funny. But... That's all I really have to say about the app structure itself. We can move in the content unless you have anything else to say about the app structure. No, Overall, I mean, yeah. I'd say the app itself is like a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the, like Netflix, right? I mean, basically. Yeah, they did a great job yeah. of making it easy to find things. Yeah. Like I said, I had to look for these little things to nitpick about. Mm-hmm. And it's great that, like, like, let's say if you get it just from Marvel, like, you could just go right. Like, it's easy to just pick Marvel right there because it's right at the top, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty great. All right, so you want to jump into talking about content? Like, yeah. not necessarily everything that you watched, but kind of like what's available that you were looking for, that you're happy they had, yeah. that you're disappointed they didn't have. Go ahead. Well, I think the big thing for me is I think I was just surprised by just how much was on there. Um, like, I thought it was just going to be like the, the big movies, but like, I really, I really wanted to watch the movie Dinosaur because I hadn't uh-huh. seen it in forever. And I'm like, there's no way it's on here. And sure enough, it's there. And I watched yeah. it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is like... Some movie that only, like, I don't know, like, people my age would, that, like, really, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I feel like it's not a popular movie, right? But it was yeah, there yeah. anyway. 
Timon and Pumbaa, the TV show, is there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's just like, that. like, there's just, there's so much there that I didn't think was even going to be there. Um, so that's, I guess, honestly, the reason why, for me, personally, um, I'm kind of more, I, I find the, like, original content more important. Um, like, what, like, what is debuting kind of with, uh, the service. And I'm really, I actually kind of, I, there are some shows and movies that I didn't think landed too well, but I, I really like The Mandalorian, and I actually really surprisingly like High School Musical. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm addicted to those two. Like, I've been sticking with those. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pleasantly surprised with how much is there, you know? I feel like there's someone, something for everyone there. Cool. All right. So for me, um, I made a checklist of things that I want to see on the app before mm-hmm. I open the app. Here's my checklist. As I say each thing, I'll tell you whether it was there or not. Number one, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It was there. DuckTales was there. Up was there. Oliver and Company was there. The Aristocats was there. The Great Mouse Detective was there. This one, um, it's interesting. Star Wars Ewok Adventures it was a little movie that came out that was kind of a spin-off Star Wars movie about this little family that got stranded on the Ewok planet. It was not there. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that wasn't there. Um, next thing, three for breakfast. It's a Donald Duck and Chip and Dale short movie. Like, I think it's like 15 minutes or something. A little short. And it's about Donald Duck making pancakes and Chip and Dale kind of invading and screwing things up. It was not there, but there were two other... Um, Donald Duck and Chippendale shorts that were there that usually are with that one that I was looking for. So I did find two I wanted, just not the third one I was actually looking for. Fantasia was there. A Goofy movie was there. The Three Caballeros was there. Steamboat Willie was even there. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas was there, and it's Twice Upon a Christmas. Um, The Brave Little Toaster was there. So out of all those things I listed, only two were not there. I'd say that's a pretty big success. Uh, One thing I will add, too... um... Some, something to note is that some of like the the newer stuff, uh, their contract has to end with Netflix first. That makes sense. So that's why uh, Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok aren't there. Coco was on Netflix like a few days ago. Uh, I think it just got moved to Disney Plus on Friday. Um, cool. So just some something also to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. But then there yeah, were actually a few yeah. things that I forgot about and I forgot existed or forgot that Disney owned, and I found them, and I'm happy that are there. I wrote them down. Um, Gargoyles, the TV show. Darkwing Duck, The Ugly Duckling, a Silly Symphony one, so a really old one. Um, Ferdinand the Bull, another really old one. Um, another Silly Symphony, The Big Bad Wolf. National Treasure, which I forgot Disney owned, <laughs> but it was good to see there. Um, Mighty Joe Young, I forgot that movie existed. Tailspin, another great TV show I forgot existed. James and the Giant Peach. Tron Legacy, Tron Legacy and Treasure Planet. So all of these things... We're on there, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. It has so much old content, like even the old, 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 super old cartoons, like Steamboat Willie and the Donald Duck and Chippendale cartoons. Even the, the uh, cartoons. even the animated Marvel stuff is there. Like X-Men yeah, so, and Spider-Man. Like the old X-Men, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the old Spider-Man stuff, a couple of it. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool that it had all the old stuff and a bunch of new stuff as well. Yeah. Any other um, big non-original content things that jumped out to you? Not original... No, not really. All right, well, with that, do you want to go into um, original content? Yeah. Cool. So for me, there were two TV shows that I watched. Um, One of them I absolutely loved. 
the second I liked and I want to see more of. Um, so what about you? Because I only watched two things. So I saw. Uh, I'm trying to think what I saw. So the three that like I I I really watched were Mandalorian, uh, High School Musical, and then Encore. Uh, Encore I liked that. That's it's a. I guess reality documentary thing with uh, Kristen Bell. The reason why I watched it was because I love Kristen Bell. Um, but it's like about <laughs> a uh, like she get she hosts it and she brings together like an old. Uh, she basically makes a high school reunion between like the theater people and then they put on um, one of their old plays that they did in high school. Uh, and it was very cool. interesting. I saw the first episode. I'm like, okay, this is a pretty interesting uh, idea to me. I think just watching it weekly i just found it a little boring like it, it's probably just one that i would just check out like once in a few every few months you know just kind of check it out uh like i would never get into it weekly so that's kind of why i didn't get as into it and, but then i saw uh high school musical i really uh was surprised by i thought it was going to be just some cheap glee knockoff but uh i was really impressed the cast i think is really great uh and then mandalorian i'm like I'm a, I love Mandalorian. I think it's. Can we talk about the Mandalorian in a minute? Because that's yeah. actually one of mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Was that your last one? Yeah, that's my last one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So for me, the one I absolutely loved and was really really cool, and I'm excited to see more episodes now that I found out that they just don't jump dump everything at once. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was a little upset that it was only three episodes in the first season, mm-hmm. but now knowing there's more coming, I'm very excited about. It. Mm-hmm. It's called. The Imagineering Project. Oh, yeah. One of my cast, uh, co-workers told me about that. Said it's really it good. It is amazing. It is definitely by far my favorite thing available on Disney Plus that is not Up or The um, <laughs> Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. It is really cool. It's a documentary about Disneyland and Disney World. It starts out with Walt Disney and he's like... um. I went to the amusement park with my daughters, and I noticed there's a bunch of stuff for kids, but nothing for adults. I want to make my own amusement park. It talks about all the financial troubles and all of the planning that had to go into making Disneyland mm-hmm. and how, like, the first day of opening didn't go so well. And it's they actually interview people that were a part of the Imagineering team and were parts of the administrative team and some that still are. They talk to past CEOs and such of Disney. And it's a, a documentary style, and I love mm-hmm. documentaries. So I thought this was really cool. The first episode was all about Disneyland. It ended with um, Walt's death and the plan for the Florida Project. The second episode was all about Magic Kingdom and how Epcot wasn't going to be quite what they thought it was going to be. But then also they started um, Disneyland Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And the third episode was about um, Disneyland France and how it was pretty much a flop and they lost oh, yeah. a lot of money with it. And also the bringing in of Epcot in the new style and Hollywood Studios. So I'm guessing episode four when it comes out, which I thought was going to be season two, but now I know I'm happy it's going to be episode four. (laughs) Episode four, I'm guessing, is going to be Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But it's really cool seeing the behind the scenes of how they created all these rides, how they came up with the ideas for the rides and the attractions and all the struggles that you don't really get to see or hear about that much. Yeah. I thought it was an amazing show. I love it. And I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm happy I have Disney Plus free for a year. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's that. It's definitely worth your time to watch. Each episode is just over an hour. I think they're an hour minute or hour two to three minutes Mm -hmm. each one. So, really cool. All right. Do you have anything to say about that or you want to jump into Mandalorian? We jump into Mandalorian. Okay. Actually, can I say one one thing real quick? Would you prefer 
because I was I was thinking about this earlier. Would you prefer them to do it weekly, or would you just prefer it all at once? I like the all at once. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Cause I feel like with the all at once, like there's more of like, I feel like it just feels more special. If that makes sense, yeah. like it just comes and then you just binge it, you know. Well, for um, me, there's a certain nostalgia to the coming every week. Like I remember right. watching, for example, Avatar: The Last Airbender as mm-hmm. it was airing live and waiting. Um, for each episode, and I remember yeah, there was yeah. this big hype for the finale and everything, and we had to wait for it. But the thing is, I look at it from a person actually paying for things mm-hmm. now, and if I'm going to pay for a streaming service, I want everything all at once. Yeah. Where, like, when you're paying for cable, there's live stuff all the time on so many different channels that having to wait a week doesn't really bother you because there's so much going on. Where with streaming, there might only be, like, three things that I want to watch, so I want them now. I think, for me, because, like, uh, I've... I've uh... I, I watch all like my um, like reality shows and like comedy stuff like all on uh, Hulu. That's where I because I don't have cable anymore, um, mm-hmm. and so I watch it there. And I'm kind of fine with those shows being weekly because it's not really like a big story, right? But I feel like if it's like like something like like we'll talk about Mandalorian in a second, but like like I would have preferred them to just be like, hey, here's eight episodes, like go nuts with it, you know? And then you just yeah. enjoy the entire because then the, that. You know, that few days that you have with that show, it feels like an event, right? You know? Um, whereas yeah. I feel like right now I'm kind of like, okay, well, oh, no, it's time to watch this. I'm like, I'm not as excited, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like, I love the show, but yeah. And another thing, too, is when it was like on cable, it was like you had to be there for that hour. You right. couldn't be late. Yeah. It was like this, you know, it was more exciting that way. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to make a home in time to see my program. Right. I, um, I still do that thing- with Survivor. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't have cable either. Yeah, and to me, this kind of seems like streaming trying to act like cable. Yeah, but anyway, Mandalorian. Anyway, yeah. Um, I saw the first three episodes. Um, I thought there were only three episodes in the first season. <laughs> I gotta say, um, going in just to be open with everybody, I am not a big fan of everything Star Wars post episode six. So like, I saw four, five, and six. One, two, three. I like those. Um. The Ewok Adventures, that little spinoff that came out many, many, many years ago. I like that. Um, I did not like Episode 7. I never saw 8 or 9. I was not the biggest fan of Rogue One. So that's just me being open and transparent on my thoughts on Star Wars. Um, I also did not like Rogue One, just for the record. The Mandalorian, I liked a lot. Yeah. It really surprised me with how much I did like it. Um, I'm very excited to see how things progress in the future. Um, Will we go into spoilers at all? Uh... I, I, let's not, maybe. Okay, not I'll, I'll just say this. Yeah. I'm interested to see um, the origin and the plans for the child. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, a really cool concept, and I'm really interested to see where things go with that and kind of how that ties into the big picture. But more, I'm more interested actually in the small picture here rather than the big picture. Well, okay, let me... I'm, is, is, can we just spoil the first episode? For who yeah, the child episode, is. Spoilers are fine. Okay, so oh, do you think, like, what do you think the child, like, do you, it can't be Yoda, right? Well, when does this th- take place? It takes place after episode six, so it can't be. After episode, no. Unless it's like a clone or something. I think that it is um, of Yoda's race, mm-hmm. the child is, and that this child is important for bringing back the Jedi. And that's okay. why the Empire wants to get rid of it. You know, yeah. wants to study it 
and destroy it essentially so the jedi cannot continue to rise again yeah i think that um there were plans to take the child and use the child to kind of start like another jedi academy mm-hmm. but i don't know well okay. i did the math um and since yoda lived to be what like 900 years old something like that yeah and the child is 50 years old mm-hmm. that means if in comparison if we're comparing it to a human the child is about four years old got it so that kind of gives you an idea in your head of you know the maturity of it and then another thing do you think the identity of the mandalorian is important like the main character do you think his identity is important at all like to the um, or do you think he's just some random dude? <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest, I feel like they're going to make him important. Yeah. But if what I want happens, he's just he's gonna a be random, random guy. That, that's what that's I hope what I happens. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like Boba Fett. Like, or I, I, I think it'd be cool if Boba Fett came into play some in some way. Because I don't think Boba Fett's dead yeah. at the end of episode six. Because I, I haven't thought that ever. I, I've been saying this since, like, the beginning. I wasn't around for the beginning of Star Wars. But I feel like I've been saying <laughs> this forever. Like... Star Wars is so much bigger than just Skywalker that yes. I don't think that he, this guy needs to be connected to that story at I all. Don't think so you know, like I would just prefer them to just keep it separate and have it its own contained thing. You know, but I'm with we'll you. see. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, anything else to say about the show? No, I'm good. I'm good. All good right, cool. Go. Um. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say. The Jawas are in it. I don't think that's a spoiler to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that they did a really good job of making a creature that has no face and has red glowing eyes look realistic. Yeah. So that was cool. That's all I have to say about it. I just want um, I just want some Baby Yoda merch. That's all I want, man. <laughs> like, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for a plush. I'm waiting for hate, all of it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest and say I hate when people call it Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's the child until it has a name. I think, if it I think, out that his I think name Baby is Yoda, Yoda's cute. Then fine, but <laughs> the child. Um. So right, cool. I'll say the Imagineering pro. Yeah, the Imagineering project, huge positive. The Mandalorian, big positive. What are your ratings on what you saw? Uh, I would say uh, Mandalorian and High School Musical really positive. Uh, Encore, uh, really great. Just I wouldn't watch it weekly. Cool. Would you say that um, Disney Plus is worth paying for? Oh, yeah. Especially for its price. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually a really great deal, I think. Cool. Um, for me, being open and transparent with everybody, I have Disney Plus free for a year through Verizon. So if you have Verizon, you can get it free for a year. And I also have Apple TV Plus free for a year. So um, that's kind of why I'm doing this, because it's free for me. Will I continue paying for it? I'll let you all know in a year. <laughs> <laughs> being honest, I, I want to keep going and see, you know? Yeah. Um, so far, Disney Plus is not worth it to me to pay for because for me right now, these two things are like really it for me. And most of the old movies and TV shows I have on VHS or DVD that I want to watch. But we'll see as more original content comes out. If it becomes more worth it, then I'll keep it. And same thing with Apple TV Plus. You want to transition to Apple TV Plus? Let's do it. All right. So I've only watched one show on Apple TV Plus. And to me, that's the biggest negative is they don't have they a lot don't have of content. They don't have a lot of content, yeah. And um, none of it is interesting to me except for this one show. So, oh, okay. What show, what show are you talking about? C. Oh, okay. Because I, I saw C. Yeah. I, I kind of had an opposite reaction, though. 
Well, for me, I was interested in it. I yeah. wasn't sure if it was going to be good. Yeah. Um, I've shared this with Lesh. I don't remember if I shared it with the audience. My rule for TV shows is you watch the first episode, and if it's absolutely horrible, you can stop there. If you don't like it, you watch three episodes and then decide. Yeah, so, see, for me, I can't, there's so much great content. I just I can't mm-hmm. give it three, man. If it's just like, if it's not great out of the gate, I'm sorry. <laughs> so for me, I watched the first episode of C, and honestly, it was okay. Yeah. I watched episode two and three, and I'm starting to like it. It's more interesting now. Um, the first episode was a really not a great pilot. It was okay. Mm-hmm. But as episode two and three went on, it became a lot more interesting. Um, I'll say it like this. The babies mm-hmm. that are born in episode one. That's not a spoiler. There's babies that are born in episode one. In episode two. Dude, they're, they're babies? Adults. Dude, spoiler alert. <laughs> In episode two, they're young adults, so it becomes a lot more interesting because there's a big time skip, and um, things are. At, it, there's a lot of really weird stuff. Um, it is definitely an adult TV show, and there's weird stuff, but it is becoming a lot more interesting in episodes two and three. I've decided with the Imagineering project, I'm going to watch everything that comes out. With the Mandalorian, I'm probably going to watch everything, but I'm definitely going to finish the first season. And with C, I'm going to finish the first season and then decide if I want to watch the second season or not. But it's good enough for me to finish the first season, is how I feel about it. Gotcha. Is it worth $5 a month? No. Yeah. But again, I have it free for a year. And if they release more content, then I might continue and um, pay. That's why I think... Depending on the new content. Uh, th- that's why... I, I, I mean, I feel like you say this a lot. That's why I think... Um, like, with how great Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu... Are I like it, it's great that Apple has that competition because I feel like now they really have to step up, you know. Yes, like definitely. they really have to bring it if this is gonna like click with, with like the, with with the audiences, you know. Um, yeah. But I think Apple's popular enough of a company they could do it, especially like yeah. with like the, the the people that they have on board, like with these like shows, like these are big name people, you know, like Jason yeah. Momoa. And, yeah, definitely. That's huge. I saw. And I said this. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the other show that I watched, I saw The Morning Show uh, with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Um, that was the other one that I watched. Um, I also thought that it was just okay. I thought both uh, this one and C were just uh, just like kind of, all right, mm-hmm. um, nothing that really kind of just like grabbed me, you know? Um, yeah. Now, I said this when Apple TV, was an, Apple TV Plus was announced. Mm-hmm. They're giving it away for free for a year if you buy any Apple product new that is not an Apple Watch. So that means that they're getting so many people to watch this for free, meaning automatically they're having the largest audience of any streaming service overnight, meaning that studios are going to be interested in that, that they're going to get their content out there. So that gives me hope that over the course of the next year, they'll add a lot more content. Yeah. And um, when I bought a new iPhone, that's how I got this for free for a year. In a year... um. I doubt I'll be buying a new phone. I definitely won't be buying a new phone, but I might be replacing my Apple TV if the new one is released because they're pretty cheap. So maybe I'll do that and end up getting Apple TV free for a year again, Mm. which uh, I'd be really paying for it, but I'd be getting another device out of it. So we'll see. I think they just need like, they just need like a, I I hear people say this all the time. They need a killer app 
And Apple TV, I feel like, just does not have that yet. Like, Disney Plus has yeah. Mandalorian, Stranger, or, uh, Netflix has Stranger Things. Like, everyone, like, I feel like all these streaming services have, like, the, those one or two shows that are like, yeah, we need this streaming service for, to watch, or, yeah, we need this streaming service to watch this. I feel like Apple TV just doesn't have that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like hopefully like more studios, like what you were saying, like, uh, decide to step up and, and, and make something like really like, you know, that grabs, grabs the masses, hopefully. Yeah. So did you pay for, oh, how much of Apple TV plus do you have for how long? Uh, I just have it for, I just did the free trial for seven days. Okay. Okay. Um, what I think would be a good idea since I have it for a year and Disney plus for a year, I assume you're keeping Disney plus. Yeah. Um, I think about a year from now, or let's see, 11 months from now, we should go back on and kind of talk about, again, what we think the fate of both of these um, streaming services is after a year. We'll continue to talk about their content throughout the year, but we'll talk about Mm -hmm. what we think their future holds for them in a year. That'd be cool, yeah. All right, so with that, I think that kind of covers everything for TV streaming. Yeah. And we have one more thing (laughs) that we wanted to kind of cover, and that's game streaming. Yeah. Google Stadia. Stadia. Lesh, do you own a Stadia streaming service? Nope. Neither do I. So we can't really talk from personal experience, but I've read and watched a lot of reviews. Have you seen anything, Lesh? Just from IGN and stuff, podcasts from them Um, when they're talking about it. Would you say things are negative, neutral, or positive? borderline negative neutral i would agree i've seen um if i were to say i'd say trending negative yeah on the neutral side um did you expect that yeah (laughs) so did i (laughs) um so there's this one guy i watch on youtube for computer stuff um gamers nexus he always does very very good analysis of computer components and of computer software and such and so he ordered stadia he didn't get it for free he ordered it as a consumer um doing their pre-order where like you can get first dibs on a username and stuff and he talked about the consumer experience and what it was like and um he talked about it and then he gave reference to other people that had a similar experience to show that it wasn't a one-off thing and um they never sent him the code so he was not able to start on launch day. Oh, man. And apparently a lot of other people had this issue. And then apparently to start on launch day, you need to set it up with a Pixel phone. Wait, what? Yeah. People who order it later on, if you did not pre-order, you can set it up with a different phone. But if you pre-ordered, you need a Pixel phone to set it up. That is, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, well, even if we're ordering it later, you still have to use a, any phone to set it up using the um, Stadia app. But he was like, if the whole purpose is you can play it in a Chrome browser anywhere, why do you need a phone to set it up? Yeah. Because he That's just wanted weird. to log into the computer and play on the Chrome browser. That's so That's so weird. Um. So that, yeah, that is really weird. And then they talked about the controller. The controller's kind of, it's it's mediocre. I'll say that. It's not bad, but it's very mediocre. Um. What else? I should have written this down. I'm going from memory. I'm sorry. I think the, the big turnoff for me is that, like, like I, I keep hearing people say this is, like, Netflix for games. But 
I don't think people you have to pay for the you games. have to pay for the games. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, 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 no, <laughs> like that. The whole thing just seems so yeah. like wacko to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. And oh, so he did a test of latency, which um, if you don't know computer terminology, gamer ter- terminology, lagging. Mm-hmm. Latency is the term for lagging. Um, the latency test actually wasn't that bad. Oh. So they use like a, a high speed camera, you know, so you press the jump button and then watch the character jump on screen, see how long it takes. The latency is not perfect. Using like a gaming PC would be better latency, but it's about the same latency as if you're using a TV because TVs have lower latency than monitor monitors. So if it's about what you're used to for like playing on an Xbox or PS4. Latency is not bad at all, um, which is what some people expected. So that's definitely a positive. But one thing that he pointed out, he said, people sometimes made the argument about Steam. What happens if Steam goes out, if Valve goes out of business and Steam is no more? What happens to all the games you bought? Steam says they have a backup plan, but it's not very likely that Steam would go out of business Mm -hmm. or be shut down. There's actually, I'm going to be typing, sorry about the um, keyboard clicking in the background, everybody. There is a whole website called killedbygoogle.com and if you go there you can see all of the programs that google has shut down i'm going to read just a few of them google plus youtube gaming aereo google jump google trips youtube for nintendo 3ds g suite training datali google translator toolkit um google real-time api chromecast audio Reply, Tez, Google Goggles, um, Recaptcha, Mailhide, Trendalizer, Glass OS, and the page just goes on and on and on. So here's the thing. Google has a tendency and a record and a history of killing their stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen if they decide to kill Stadia in a few years and you spent $300 on games? You're gonna lose them. See, all, all of this just seems like just a bad idea. Just like I, I don't see why I don't see any reason why you would pick Google Stadia over like a PC, a PlayStation, a Switch. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm with you because with my PC, I, I paid twelve hundred dollars for yeah. it. That's a lot of money. With your PS4, how much? How much is a PS4? Uh, like probably like three hundred now or something. Two fifty. That's a lot of money too, yeah. right? But here's the thing. I paid that. I'm done paying. Yeah. You paid it. You're done paying. Yeah. I don't have to pay a monthly fee. And of course, I'm going to upgrade this one day. You're probably going to buy a PS5 one mm-hmm. day. But the thing is, I own everything on it. Yeah. It's mine. It's mine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I have like all of the files. Even if Steam goes out of business, mm-hmm. I have all of the games downloaded onto my car drive. Right. My PS4 breaks down. I still have it all on my account. I have physical discs. You know, yeah, exactly. It's you like have physical I'm fine. And saved yeah. on your hard drive or your solid state drive. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't like this move towards, um, getting on like a membership and having to pay for a service. Yeah. I don't like that trend. I prefer ownership. Especially if you do have still have to buy the games, you know? Yes. Like yes, it'd be definitely. different if it was like a monthly fee and then it's like it's like Netflix where you just play whatever you want and yeah. you know. But the fact that you actually still have to buy the games, like that that sucks. Yeah. 
it's a weird model. Yeah. And I'm not going to be surprised if in three years it's gone. Yeah. Just like everything else on killedbygoogle.com. Yeah. Go check that out, everybody that's listening. Killedbygoogle.com. You'll be surprised. You can just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to see. And it shows you the dates that were alive. Some stuff from 2010 to 2011, 2008 through 2011, 2009 through 2011. Most of it doesn't last very long. I want want to add something, too. Um I, I I talked about this whole like killer app thing that like you know like I think people should have like at least something that you buy the thing for like Google Stadia launched with Assassin's Creed Odyssey I have that already <laughs> like yeah. it's like if you're like at least do an exclusive game or something you know mm-hmm. um like but they they launched with all these old games like Mortal Kombat and like Red Dead Redemption I'm like I own all of these games already like why yeah. do, why would, on earth would I buy that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, another thing that they were talking about. Um, the big thing is supposed to be that their hardware is really good on the servers at Google Stadia, so you can play things at high frame rates and stuff. And they were able to get um, 1080p, 120Hz, and 4K, 60Hz on certain games. And I think they were only able to get 4K, 30Hz on certain games. And that is very... Um, high mid like high tier quality but not like extreme tier quality and the whole purpose was to be able to play stuff at the best possible quality so i could spend two thousand five hundred dollars on a pc that can be better than stadia and of course it's spending a lot more money but the whole purpose was you pay this monthly fee and you get the best possible hardware Mm -hmm. and really you're getting the second best so that's another thing yeah well, with that, I think that covers up our three streaming things that we planned on talking about. Yeah. It seems like um, don't touch Stadia with a 39 and a half foot pole. <laughs> Stay and away. Stay away. I'd say Disney Plus, definitely check it out. Apple TV Plus, do the free trial. See if you like any of this stuff. If you do, continue with it. If not, you had the free trial. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that's everything. Cool. So you can reach out to us on uh, Twitter. I'm at More. I'm at Joshua Comics. You can uh, look for us on Facebook, YouTube, and BitChute if you search the Comic and Culture Cast. Go check it out. (laughs) Yeah. And don't forget, any news that we don't cover, we covered everything this week, but in the future, anything we don't cover is on Facebook. What are we doing next episode, by the way? Good question. Um, Is the Star Wars episode next episode? It can be. Okay, then I or we have a Game Awards mini episode, right? Oh yeah, that, or that too. So yeah, we have a Game Awards mini episode. Then the Star Wars episode will be coming up soon. Um, I won't be part of that one. Let's just bring it on somebody. Boom, boom. Maybe multiple people. Um, maybe I might be there for maybe Newsflash. twenty people. We'll maybe see. Yeah, maybe we'll cool. just do it with the whole theater. I'll say if Lesh is bringing on twenty people, he'll be editing that episode, not me. All right. <laughs> if it's a few people, I'll probably be editing it. And then we're actually closing out the year with something really cool. It's called Decade in Review. So that's all I'll say about it. Um, Cool. I think y'all will like it. And we'll leave the rest about that final episode for a surprise. Cool. Wailing Wolfish, Aquaman, re-reset of the podcast. Well, that's just too bad, Aqualad. I guess we'll have to see him next episode when we talk about the Game Awards. (laughs) Haha. Get it? It's a stream on our streaming episode. Yeah.